So the overarching theme of this uh, session together called the gradual or graduated path, in other words, step by step, and um, anupubi katar, katar is words or discourse, um, so it's a sense of one thing leads to another, one thing leads on to another. Um, so this is the essence of the Buddha's presentation. It's never a one thing. It's never do jhana. It's never just be mindful. It's never let go. It's always this will give rise to that, will give rise to this, will give rise to that, deepen into this, relinquish that. And so it builds, it grows. And there's a... Uh, this is sense in which every step that we take both clears or you know some misalignment or clears some obstacles and also gives us an alignment and allows certain fruitful uh, potentials and qualities to arise so you know, this is the step by step piece of it and the Buddha always taught in this way, but he might, um, depending on where people were at, he might begin at this point or that point uh, and move on. And it always leads towards liberation. It always brings up the sense of a multiplicity of factors coming together in harmony. It always has the sense of uh, application of cause and effect. That is, if you do this, it results in that. Yeah. And that's, that's the movement of it. Um, and each effect, each result, carries a certain potential, like a sm- snowball. You know, It will tend to build up. So this gives it a particular quality of momentum so it's not you're constantly building, it's not an engineering job. You're building this and that and then this and then that and oh, and you've got to build it again. It, if you cultivate it, it has the nature of it. its own nature is to naturally incline and grow in a certain way. You just have to stay tuned in and keep your energy there with it and avoid dissipating your attention and your energy and your focus, and it will tend to to grow. Of course, meditation is the um, great testing ground of this, because this is where you definitely potentize uh, the qualities that you've you've begun to establish in your life. That mm. so always leads to liberation, nibbana. It's approach is always um, ethically sound and um, and there's always a foundation in this particular session I was considering probably trying to bring more attention towards what we call foundation as there are many I guess there are many retreats where one can um, you know, start with watching the breath, uh, mindful of breathing. Um, you know, the, the meditative bit where it's very much more introspective and more dealing with attention to particular 
um, derived objects individually, and that's by and large the model that we have has, we've established in the West. And it's you know the sitting on your cushion thing, um, because it is portable. <laughs> Have cushion will travel, uh, <laughs> and it's universal. It doesn't matter where you come from. Uh, yeah. What I find uh, its shortcomings is it, it doesn't necessarily established by itself um, the emphasis on a, on a culture on a social um, um, foundation on a livelihood foundation on a relationship foundation although most people will find that as they meditate they start to address these issues because they want to integrate it into their lives and the Buddha started off with this as the foundational thing you know the, the social the cultural the um, you know the, the foundational things, yeah. and remember, foundation is something. It's not like oh no, you've done that. You go on to the other bit. It's like if you've got legs, you don't say oh I've done legs. Now I'm going to have the rest of the body. Head is important. Legs are always important. <laughs> Feet are always important. It's not like they're the beginner stuff. They're they're, they're for adults as well. <laughs> If you don't keep your feet on the ground, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, so these are not sort of like beginner's steps. They, they are where we can most um, assuredly begin because we're dealing often with um, you know, qualities that we already know. This is another hallmark of the Buddha's teaching. He would generally approach each um, person Sometimes in, in a question and answer session, you know, the person would approach him and say, what about that? So the Buddha would say, well, okay, what do you think? And he would, he would try to present something which, which related to what the person was already familiar with. Yeah. And start from there. So you, you start from where you are. So in this particular synopsis, which appears is a particular, often the Buddha would have um, certain pedagogical structures that might occur in two or th- you know, several places, like this is right view, um, this is first jhana, and he'd say the same thing, or at least the suttas would have it presented in the same way as this is how you can remember it. Um, so this particular pedagogical structure starts off with generosity, dana, and we need to tease that word out because it also means sharing and it's much more than material resources it's entering into participation, sharing um, on many levels and uh, what that brings around equivalence uh, valuing others You know, I enjoy giving to you I also can share with you, I receive from you. So this is a very much a, a valuing um, and, and um, kinship and loyalty medium that's still the basis of most of many cultural expressions. You come, you bear gifts. Yeah. You bring flowers, you bring a card, you 
offer, you exchange gifts. It's a fundamental, you know, sense of this is how we touch each other. This is how we meet each other as human beings. Uh, and everybody can do that. <laughs> and uh, in this, we it's it's deepened into not just physical resources, but also the gift of uh, hospitality. Again, very very common um, cultural norm is, "Oh, you welcome to my house. You know, please sit down." Perhaps getting less common. <laughs> But uh, yeah, this both acknowledges our our kind of vulnerability, our need for shelter, and uh, you know, and the sense that I too will one day be outside and at somebody else's door. Therefore, this is what we do: you always, you know, invite the stranger to rest. And uh, uh, hospitality. Um, healing in terms of um, somebody's sick, somebody's cut, somebody's broken their ankle, somebody's hurt, you know, or somebody's in distress, then there's a comforting gesture. We offer that and we offer wise advice. Dhamma. So this essential foundation mm, is equivalence, mutuality, Recognizing you know, I too will be, I am someone who needs or is open to the generosity, the giving, the sheltering, the healing of others. So we, we kind of begin to move out of the, the myth of independence, which um, can seem very attractive and proper, you know, I don't need anybody, you know, and that's part of its problem. Because it's it's not true, uh, <laughs> start, and it, it tends to um, um, bring around possessiveness and uh, comparison. You know, like like this is mine. I am this. I don't need that. Who's who's got the most? Who's better than who? And it's a sense of entitlement. I deserve this. So there are many unskillful things that occur around that. So we're establishing. Dependence and dependence, again, is, is a very resonant principle that runs through the Buddha's teaching. Nothing is independent. Why should we be independent? Nothing else is. You know, plants depend on the sun and the water. The animals depend on the plants. Some animals depend on each other. Um, we need two or three animals, you know, a couple of animals at least to get breeding. Uh, we all come in dependent on our, our parenting and so forth. Who's independent? You know, so it's the truth of the matter. And of course, that um, Dhamma arises. Dhamma is called dependently arisen, which is dependently arisen. So dependent upon virtue is the arising of self-respect. Dependent upon generosity is the arising of the sense of mutuality and freedom from fear. So these are dependent qualities. So dana establishes mutuality when mutuality is established and mutual value is established and mutual concern is established 
then we're beginning to begin to recognize this quality of sila. Uh, and sila, you know, translated as morality, ethics, it's actually quite a wide-ranging term. And it means, in a way, the uh, social structures that we establish, our protocols, our customs, our mores, our behaviours that help us to respect, live in respect of each other um, and sustain that mutuality. So beyond just the act of welcoming or sharing or giving, there's something that sustains that mutual, gives it kind of gives it bone, gives it structure. We do not abuse, we do not harm, we do not violate, we do not stain each other with deceit or or harshness. And dependent upon that gives rise to the sense of self worth, self value. Mm from which it becomes possible, increasingly possible, to put aside um, the attempts to make ourselves valuable by accumulating valuable stuff. <laughs> what we call valuable stuff. So you have a conflict sometimes between values and valuables. <laughs> and when valuables become more important, values start to go down. <laughs> And when values increase, you don't really need the valuables because you feel rich. So this is the this is the trajectory of what's called the English word renunciation, the ability to to you know prioritize value over valuables and to feel that and to put aside um, these uh, the media that can come through the senses to prioritize what arises in the heart. And so this is very much the, the movement that um, begins to be properly um, cultivated and, and groomed and enjoyed in meditation. And then our work is then much more internal on clearing the mind of these the hindrances, the five hindrances, the sluggishness, Unwilling, torpid, you know, uh, jumpy, restless, uh, hungry, need, craving, fantasizing, grudging, aversion to oneself, to others, criticism, sour mind, <laughs> uh, doubt, uh, a constant lack of confidence, an essential. Uh, inability to feel complete. So there's always a feeling of innate emptiness. It doesn't just mean you don't have information. Doubt means you you don't have that sense of innate uh, confidence. Here I am. That's that. So, you know, it doesn't have to be um, earned. Um, you know, so freedom from doubt. And so these hindrances, if the mind is clear of that, it is established in strength and in clarity. It's called pliable, joyful. It's joyful, pliable, workable to really investigate um, the sources of 
um, suffering and put them aside. And without that dependent arising, you have these, you know, it's asking a lot to to try to do the ending of suffering without all that backing, without your team, without, you know, the resources, just through good intention, but not actually having the this um, the resources, the capacities. So without this meditation can become very much I I can, I've got to, how can I, when will I, um, what do I do to make this thing work? Uh, the self has to take over. And the meditating self can never release from its from self, can it? Because <laughs> that's what it is. But <laughs> the process of the dependent arising path is that the the, the self is continually um, you know, released. The mutuality to others as to myself begins to release some of the sense of being like a, you know, encapsulated separate entity. <laughs> you know, who people are other. It establishes we. You see what I mean? And values we rather than just this. So even that, even the quality of just the, the sheer abiding in the sphere of generosity begins to trim some of the armoring and the um, arrogance and the hardness of the so-called independent self. And this isn't just a, a, a kind of pruning job, it's actually removing something that limits our capacity. Self is a very limited program. And we can be much bigger than that. As I said, it's the path as it arises that clears through the hindrances and defilements rather than the person. And yet these are all very obvious personable qualities to to do. They're not you know, they're not remote, they're very practical, intimate things we can do. Mm-hmm. We can refrain from stealing, killing and so forth. And uh, so it does both respect our specific personhood but it releases our personhood from the historical self self image and uh, the self closure 